You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. I'm pretty pumped to kick the show off with our guest today. He covers the Eagles for 94 WIP, is the host of one of the very popular Goldbergs podcasts for Odyssey. He is Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, thanks for being here. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Excited to talk about this game that feels like we were, we've been waiting like a full year for. So excited to talk it's about it. It's a huge, I mean, it's it's got a huge feel to it, right? I mean, yeah. it's got that playoff vibe and I, probably more for Niners fans than you guys, <laughs> but I don't Niners know about fans for a while have been. I don't know about that. I think your players have done a very good job of amping up uh, the fans and the players for this game. Um, the Eagles played the Chiefs a few weeks ago, and I think in that game you could adequately say the Eagles were more pumped for that game than the Chiefs. It was a revenge game for them, all those things. Sure. And I think it's easy to look at this game and say that same thing because the Eagles were the ones that demolished the Niners in the championship game last year. But I think that now because the Niners and everything they've said about cheapening the victory and all that, I think the Eagles come into this game and the fans just as motivated. So this is one of the biggest regular season games in a long time, I think, for the Eagles. Yeah, and I wanted to start off by asking you because I saw a stat you put out there. Eagles now in their last four games, they've trailed at halftime. Yep. They've had fewer yards than their opponents. They've turned it over five times. Mm -hmm. Despite that, they keep winning. So as a casual fan, I'm I'm looking at it like this. And I actually saw a stat today. If they win this week, they're going to be the second team in NFL history to win at least 11 of their first 12 regular season games, joining the 72-73 Dolphins. So yeah. I'm looking at the Eagles again casually. I don't, you know, pay attention to them like like I do the 49ers, obviously. But I'm thinking there's there's one of two things going on here. Either they're so good, they're so talented that eventually teams will keep up, keep up, and then you just can't after 60 mm-hmm. minutes. And I kind of feel the Niners, a few other teams are in that same boat. Or maybe they're just playing with fire a little bit right now, and they, they're kind of due to lose. As, as you've been covering this team week in and week out, how do you see it with them over the last month or so? Yeah, it's an interesting question because on one hand, I think you look at the Eagles and they are without question the best team in the NFL. Uh, I think how they're built has them there. I think their record has them there. Uh, They have the MVP leader at quarterback. So I think sometimes when you look at certain teams that are winning close games or always coming back from behind, you go, is this sustainable, right? And Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to to ask that with the Eagles as well because you don't want to fall behind. You don't want to be constantly outgained in yards. But I think the difference with the Eagles is They have now won, I think Jalen's lost two regular season games over the last two years. Uh, They're 17 and three in their last 20 home games. They're winning an an absurd amount of the high high percentage of their game. So, well, on one hand, yes, I think it's fair to look and say those things. I also think they have earned the benefit of the doubt where if they're going to fall behind, maybe not play great in the first half, they just simply, to your point, have the talent and the quarterback and the coaching staff to outlast any team. Now, I also think it's worth noting that of those four games, 
it was the Cowboys, Chiefs, and Bills were three of those games. And I know the Bills record isn't great, but I think most people would agree those are, you know, the Cowboys and the Chiefs, probably two of the top five teams in the league. And wherever you want mm-hmm. to put the Bills, they're probably still top 10. So part of it is I think the competition has been really tough as well. Yeah, it's been a brutal run for them. And I thought for sure they'd get a loss somewhere in here. I hope it's this week, but they've surprised me so <laughs> I don't far. Think I thought <laughs> And I, I thought the Bills game, too, I thought it was a perfect spot for the Bills because you just yeah. come off that emotional win against Kansas City and the Niners are lurking. And I thought the Bills were getting in there just at the right time. And when they were up on 10 against them, I said, OK, kind of felt like this was going to be a letdown game for the Eagles. And, and, and they still came back. So so all credit to them with that. And it's amazing with Nick Sirianni. So he's 33 and 12 mm-hmm. as, as the head coach. He's won 24 of his last 28 regular season games. Yeah. Why do you think he's been such a good fit for this team? Well, it's crazy. So I remember covering this team Sirianni's rookie year. They were two and five. They had just lost to the Raiders in Las Vegas. And I'm flying on the plane back thinking like this thing is going to explode. Like the, 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 the season could really turn poorly here. Howie, I think was on the hot seat. Nick was on the hot seat to a certain extent. People didn't believe in Jalen yet. And to go from that to where they are now is one of the more remarkable things I've seen. I mean, I think if they win the Super Bowl last year, which granted is a big, if they lost that game, all those things, But if they win that Super Bowl, you're probably talking about was one of the best stretches of any team has ever had in the history of the NFL, like just in terms of winning percentages. And then obviously if they had that Super Bowl. Um, Now, why do I think Nick Sirianni is a successful head coach? I think there's a couple of things. One, I do believe his X's and O's are underrated. I think when you talk about Sirianni, people look at the sideline antics, his personality, and I think he's great at setting a culture there. I think his... uh, Commitment to to uh, situational football really helps them. I think his commitment to teaching the basics at practice every day really helps them. His commitment to making sure you know they're protecting the football, which at times hasn't been great this year, but he is very committed to always preaching those things in practice. I think that is that is a big part of it. But I also think sometimes when we talk about Jalen Hurts, Sirianni doesn't get the proper credit. I mean, Jalen deserves all the credit in the world for this work ethic and what he did. But when Sirianni got here. Jalen Hurts was the backup quarterback and Jalen Hurts was someone that was running wildcat plays the year before he has helped through, I believe like building the offense, coaching him, all those things helped turn him into one of the best, if not the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think overall Sirianni has a personality where he loves football. He loves coaching football. He loves teaching football, watching football. Like I think if he wasn't a head coach, he would be a high school coach or someone that calls into a radio station to talk about sports. Like he loves football that much. But I also think his X's and O's get underrated. He's a really smart football guy as well. And you mentioned Hertz, and I probably shouldn't say this on a 49ers podcast, but I am a fan of Hertz. I just, I like the way he carries himself. I like yeah. that he's kind of had to work to get to this point. I don't feel like things were necessarily handed to him. You know, he lost the starting job in college. I don't think people really believed in him coming in, coming into the NFL. And yeah. he scares me, I mean, mostly because of his legs, but he's still got A.J. Brown to throw to and, and Devontae Smith. And he's really been good when trailing this year. I think he's got 10 touchdowns and no picks. He's been fantastic. Yeah, I think he's uh he's 14 and 0 or 10 and 0 in the last uh 10 or 14 games where he's trailed by 10 points. So he is somebody that when you get a big lead on him, it really doesn't matter. Uh he's extremely clutch. Uh overtime. Uh, he, they've won one overtime game this year. Actually, I think it might be two over, yeah, two overtime games this year. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, to your point, like they trail and it doesn't matter when, when he's at his best, a lot of times is when they need him to be at his best. 
And I like to this last game after Elliot made that amazing kick, they panned to her. Yeah. He was just pissed off. You know, he was just yeah. angry because he, he didn't feel like he played really well. And I, I don't know. I like that in my quarterback. But the two games that he's played against the Niners, he has struggled at least throwing the ball. And I know one game was a couple years ago before he was real, really hurt. And then he had the yep. championship game. He's only thrown for 311 yards. He has not thrown a touchdown pass in those two games. He has run for 121 yards and a couple scores. How do you see him? Is he a bad are the 40 is the 49ers defense a bad matchup for him? Do you just think he's had a couple off games throwing the ball? How do you see this game playing um, out first this week? I, I wouldn't take too much from those two games. The first game, as you mentioned, I think was the second year of Sirianni and Hertz first year together. Uh, you know, he didn't he was not the player then that he is now. Like he is a far, far improved passer. Um, and you know, the game last year in the championship game, the Eagles were up so much. And you guys had basically no shot to score. So there was no real reason to throw the ball. So they ran the ball quite a bit in that game. Um, I think that – I don't think the Niners are a bad matchup for uh, for the Eagles. The Eagles have a very good offensive line. So I think Jalen will have time in the pocket. If he doesn't, Jalen's very good at evading pressure. Uh, and as you mentioned with A.J. and Devontae, I think they can throw the ball in any team in the league. I know the Niners secondary has been very good this year. But Jalen – like the Jalen that you guys saw in 2021 and to a degree that you saw last year – he is a completely different player. Like if he has time in the pocket, he will completely pick apart the 49ers. There's no no question in my mind about it. I guess if I have to look at this, if you, if you ask me where I where I was worried, Hurts worries me because because of his legs more than anything else. Because mm-hmm. I've seen the Niners have issues with quarterbacks who can run, but Philly worries me in the trenches. That's yeah. that's where if you ask me where I'm where, where where are you worried about this this game? I'm worried in the trenches if the Niners can win there. And they've been the Eagles defensive line, especially has been so good. And other than Trent Williams, especially in the interior against Jalen Carter and guys like that, it's, 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 it is, it is a little bit worrisome, but I do feel like the Niners can, can throw on this team. So I think, okay, mm-hmm. if, if Purdy gets time, I, th- I think that he's definitely going to be able to throw on the Eagles. When you look at the Niners offense, I gave you what kind of worries me about the Eagles. Is yeah. there, what about the Niners offense would, would worry you looking at it from the other side? Um, I think the biggest worry against the Niners offense. So to your point, I will say though, like I do think the Eagles have a massive advantage with the Eagles defensive line versus the Niners offensive line. So it'll be interesting to see how they can get Purdy time and how they kind of handle that. Cause I do believe the interior Jalen Carter, uh, Fletcher Cox, I mean, even Jordan Davis has been good rushing the passer this year. And I think right tackle is a major problem for you guys. So I do believe that the Eagles will get pressure, but in a world where they don't and Purdy is able to sit back there. I think the biggest concern would be how you guys work the middle of the field. The Eagles middle of the field defense has been a problem this year. They're missing Zach Cunningham. Who's their best coverage linebacker. There's rumors they could sign Shaq Leonard, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen before game time. So my concern would be if Brock Purdy does have time back there, you, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but Debo over the middle crossing routes, Mm -hmm. like Christian McCaffrey over the middle, I could see the Niners kind of dinking and dunking. Another worry I would have is, James Bradbury, who I think ha- has had a better year than he's given credit for and was one of the best corners in the league last year, despite what Debo wants to say. He was one of the better corners in the, the uh, NFL last year. Like Brandon Ayuk down the sideline, Bradbury struggles with down the sideline speed. So that would be another concern I would have. But all that's predicated on Purdy having time as well because if, if he doesn't have time to let those long plays develop, then I really think it, the worry would be dinking, dunking over the middle. And I think a big part on the other side of the ball, the trenches, is, is, is Lane Johnson going to be there? What, what are yeah. you hearing on his injury and if he's going to play this week? So he was limited today, which I they did have a walkthrough, so it's an estimation. But he was listed as limited. I think that's a very good sign. Um, I would expect I was expecting maybe to be just not a participant and he would not practice all week and then he would play anyway. 
My guess is he's going to play. Um, I think he was probably pretty close to playing last week. And I, I think he will be out on the field. He is someone that when he has played injured, I mean, last year in the playoffs when the, the Eagles beat you guys, he was he was injured and he still had a pretty good game. So I think if he's out there, you can count on seeing the full Lane Johnson. Like I think that that he'll be a, he, he will play at a high level. And I think that he probably will be out there. Is he going to false start every play? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, um, <laughs> look, he hasn't let up a sack in like two years. So whatever you're yeah. doing is uh, is working. Yeah. All the tackles do that now. They, they get that quick Yes. Job. All right. So there's a feeling with, with the Niners this year, maybe next year, it's sort of a small window. They have maybe a couple years at least with this core. If Purdy is the answer, yeah. you can extend that. But with Kittle, Trent Williams – maybe Debo and Ayuk if they have to choose. It's really two two years, so it's there's a lot of pressure to get it done now. Mm-hmm. What's the feeling in Philly? Is there pressure on this team to win the Super Bowl this year, or is it a thought that, you know what, we have Hurts, we have you know the Browns and, and Devontae Smith, the offense is going to be around for a while, we have tons of defensive linemen, and your secondary is getting older. But yeah. is it a feeling that this is going to be a five-year window or so, or is there pressure to get it done now? Well, it's Philadelphia, so there's always going to be pressure, right? I mean, fans still have the taste of that Super Bowl loss in their mouth from last year. And I think that when you look at it, I mean, the Eagles are the best team in the league. So there's always going to be a feeling of if you don't end with the title, that it's a disappointment, right? I I think that to your point, their window is wide open. They have one of the top two quarterbacks in the league. I believe they have one of the best head coaches in the league. They have maybe the best general manager. So I think this window is going to be open for a long time unless Jalen, you know, knock on wood, sustains some type of injury that would cost him a year or, or whatever. Mm. So I think there's pressure naturally just because they are so good and people want to see that. But I think you, it, the Eagles are in a good spot because you could argue that while also having the best team in the league, they might also have one of the brightest futures in terms of draft capital, the age of their players, their defensive line. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a it's a good mixture of both right now. But trust me, fans really want to see them win. Yeah, I think you mentioned Roseman. Just some of the moves that he makes. The AJ Brown trade, I thought was transcendent for this team. What he does in the offense and yeah. what he gives for Hurts. He's just he's just had a phenomenal year. What about that receiver group with him and Smith? I know are, are they missing Goddard or do they have enough with Smith and, and Brown that, that they can um, buy right now? I think I think they have enough. And I think what really benefits them with with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith is they have two guys that can line up on the outside play, you know, and get open versus press man coverage. To me, that's what makes a great receiver in the NFL. If you have someone you can put on the outside and say, you know what? I don't care if it's Jalen Ramsey over there, Sauce Gardner. I trust you'll be able to get open. And I do think that's one issue actually the Niners have with their weapons in terms of how they have to scheme them open. I think Debo is is more of a gadget player than than like a true number one receiver. But in terms of uh, the Eagles receivers, yeah, I don't think Goddard will play. And that is a loss for them. Like he does help over the middle. Their backup tight ends are not very good. But AJ and Devontae have the ability to get open against anybody. So I think they'll still feel confident they can throw the ball. Do you see him attacking through the air? Or do you think they're going to try to run on the Niners? The Eagles are a pass first team. Like the from the owner down, they believe in throwing the ball. They believe that's how you win. I actually think it's surprising to me, and I, I'll be curious if you're concerned about this, that the Niners, I believe, are dead last in the league in pass attempts. Like when you look at how teams win, I, th- I think an ability to throw the ball is, is big. But I think they're going to come out and throw. I, I, yeah, I just, that's where they invest their money. It's what they believe in. Even last week after they missed Lane, they came out and threw against the Bills. So I, I do think they're going to try to throw the ball. You mean the not, the not in terms of Purdy throwing the ball? They don't throw a lot? The pass well, I thought I saw today the Niners were dead last in the league in pass attempts. They're, they're, I know they're down at the bottom. A lot of that has to do with they, they're up most of the time. They haven't had a okay. lot of games where they've had to. And I think the concern with Purdy is in the games where they have been behind. He's, he's made some mistakes, mm-hmm. but I'd love okay. to see them in a game where he's down. 
I don't know, maybe down 10 points going into the fourth quarter and can come back. If you ever did well, that in a game like this, I, I mean, it, it would be phenomenal. It's funny, but... it's funny you bring that up. I have another question for you, if you don't mind. Um, I no, saw absolutely. a stat that Kyle Shanahan is something like 0-38 when he has an eight-point lead in the fourth – or sorry, when, he, when he's trailing by eight in the fourth quarter. You know, I, I agree with you. If Purdy could lead a 10-point comeback in the fourth quarter against the Eagles, that would be for you guys a massive win, and you would believe in him more. Yeah. But curious why you think Shanahan has been such a loser in those spots. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. You look at some of the, the guys he's had at quarterback, maybe that has something to do with it. It's almost mm -hmm. like in a situation like that, it says it's eight points, but what did that mean? What what was the context of the game? Was it, you right. know, just I mean, 38 like times though. Yeah, no, there's something yeah. there. There is something yeah. there, but it's it's interesting you bring it up because it's, it's we brought right up to Brian Baldinger recently too, and he was like, mm -hmm. really? He didn't even realize it. Yeah, um, it's a crazy so it's something. It is a crazy stat. Yeah, it's something eventually I'll, I'll have to take a look at, but I am a Purdy guy. I do believe in him. You know, he's mm -hmm. only a second year quarterback. I think he's he's done a tremendous job. He's had some hiccups, but this is going to be, I don't want to say a test for him because I don't really feel like he needs to prove himself every week like some people do, yeah. but it's a huge game in any quarterback in a huge game. You want to see how they're, how they're going to do and well, how they're going to respond and. I would say too that so with Jalen here in Philadelphia, there was a lot of talk of, well, he's a product of the system. He's a product of the head coach. He's a product of the players around him. And maybe he himself is not that special. In my experience, a team is always as good as their quarterback, like point blank yeah. period. Like that you can have great receivers, great coaches, whatever. If your quarterback's not great, you're not going to be a great team. So I think Purdy, you know, to your point, he's only started a year and a half. I'm not ready to say he's like one of the top five quarterbacks, but one area where I, I maybe I'm with you on the Niners is like, Purdy deserves time to 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 continue to be the guy. And I think a lot of questions about him are unfair. Like, I think a lot of the questions people hate here in Philadelphia about Jalen also apply to Brock Purdy. And I think the Niners, like, if you can, if this can be your guy, and he has been so far, that's massive for the franchise. And I think, not that you're doing this, but to maybe any Niners fans that do, my advice would be, like, don't discredit him because of what's around him. Because an NFL team, like, the, the quarterback's the engine. I don't care how great the exterior of the car right. is. You can, you know, whatever. Purdy's the one that makes that team go. So I, uh, I, I, I have turned around my opinion on Purdy for sure. And I think any quarterback is a system quarterback to an extent. I mean, Joe Montana yeah, was a sure. run, and run and shoot. Yep. You know, he he was a West Coast guy, and and Hurt shouldn't apologize for having AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, just like Purdy shouldn't apologize yeah. for having all the great quarterbacks. Bowen. Look, Josh Allen has Absolutely. great receivers. Joe Burrow has great receivers. People point to Patrick Absolutely. Mahomes, but he has Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. So like that's a yeah, massive he has the greatest as well tight end yeah. of all time exactly yeah one of the best yeah. play callers so yeah I, I agree with you I, I think we have a tendency to take the temperature of things too much like you have to mm -hmm. let things play out in that maybe over a couple of years sometimes but yeah all right Allie, before well, we let the you NFL go feels feels like it not for long right feels like you need those results instantly so exactly. it can be tough yeah, and especially fun with guys like us guys like us doing <laughs> shows that we need something to talk exactly about, right? so all right before we let you go what's your prediction for how this game is going to play out so I think the Eagles will win the game. Um, I think it's a tough spot for the Eagles. They're coming off of two straight games, uh, really close rain games, you know, cold. Like I, I'd imagine they're they're pretty worn down at this point. Um, but I just think the Niners messed up by making this a big game. Like had the Niners maybe kept their mouth shut and not said anything this offseason, you could picture well where they come in and win. But I think the Eagles are going to be just as motivated as the Niners. And I also think that well, it's fun to talk about the receivers, the all the like football's decided in the trenches. And the Eagles have a better offensive line, they have a better quarterback, they have a better head coach, and the defensive line is close enough. And I would probably give the I would give the edge to the Eagles, but the Niners defensive line is great as well. So of the four spots that really decide games, I think the Eagles have the advantage. And I think they have the advantage on both sides when you talk about offense versus defensive line. So 
I, I think the Eagles win this game. Um, I think it could be something like 30 to 23, probably a little close early on, but I would be pretty surprised if the Niners leave Philadelphia with a win.